getting shit done. All of that and more on today's episode. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Pop Into Politics, episode five, getting shit done, making things happen. I don't, I don't know. Getting shit done feels apt for what I'm going to discuss today. If you like what you've been hearing, please subscribe on your favorite platform and rate me. You can also check out my website, popintopolitics.com, and I am solo today. So we're going to get into it. I'm going to get into making things happen. Yeah, so let's talk about the Biden administration, the Biden administration in their first 19 or 20 days or so. Everything feels like a lifetime these days, but they have not been in power that long. But I must say, I am so far, so far, I am pleased with the direction of the administration and the things they're prioritizing. And so I want to talk about a few things. I think it's important that people remember, like Americans, we have a short attention span, but to actually remember where we were not so long ago politically, and the things that they have to address, and some things don't get maybe as much attention as they should. Let's talk about some of the things that they have done before we get into the big news about the stimulus package um, and some other things, of course. But so far, and these are not all of the executive orders uh, that the administration, or I should say the President Biden, has signed, but some that were noteworthy to me that I thought, again, shows some priorities, moral clarity, if you will. Suspending Veterans Administration debt for VAs, or for veterans, I should say, recommitting to the Paris Climate Agreement which makes sense for anyone who believes in science, since we do know <laughs> that climate change is real. That's a real thing. Affirming that undocumented immigrants are to be counted in the census. The Trump administration was trying very, very hard to make sure that that did not occur. I'm glad that he will not be successful in that. Requesting an extension in the pause on federal student loan payments for people while we're in the middle of this pandemic and economic crisis. Reversing the transgender military ban. I forgot that that one had happened. And of course, something that's very important to me, establishing a family separation task force. Again, the travesty that happened at the border, trying to reunite those families and making sure there's mental health support uh, for those folks. So those are just some of the actions, some, those are not all, but those are ones that stood out to me that the president has taken. And then, of course, we get to the big the big news at the moment, which is the $1.9 trillion stimulus package. Oh, and for those folks at home, hopefully you can have a cocktail or a mocktail. I am having a, I just started, I'm having a glass of Riesling. So cheers to you folks at home and for listening. Take my sit there. Okay, so the $1.9 trillion stimulus package. So I feel like, and that's why I decided to call this getting boop done. I feel as though this was a test for the Biden administration to see how they were going to handle this. In previous episodes and with some of the guests, I had talked about what would be the cutoff period for Joe Biden, someone who clearly seems like he wants to work with people in a bipartisan uh, fashion. That seems to be his real, natural go-to place. But how long 
how long was that going? We're going to kind of play that game with Republicans. And, you know, people were very nice on January the 20th, but were Republicans really serious about working with him? So it seems as though we found that the answer to that question out pretty quickly that the answer was no. Joe Biden puts forth a $1.9 trillion stimulus package plan and Republicans on the usual usual lot of so-called decent folks, Susan Collins, who I just... Maine, how could you do that? How could you put her back there, Maine? Susan Collins. Susan Collins, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Bill Cassidy in Louisiana, usual suspects, claiming that they want to have a bipartisan bill and that they want to work with Joe Biden in good faith, blah, 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 blah. And so he's 1.9 trillion. They come in at 600 billion, which of course is, you know, I'm not a math person, but that's not compromising here really. We're just kind of like chipping away and, and hacking away at all of the main meat, if you will in a Joe's plan. But Joe met with, with the Republicans and, and there were some folks on the left and progressives who were upset that he even, I think, did that. But again, it's like he is the president of the United States. He should be working, attempting to work with members across the aisle and the other party. But I was glad to see that there wasn't a lot of Democratic hand-wringing about the fact that, what, we would love to be able to do this with 60 votes. Doesn't look like we're going to get 60 votes. Nancy Pelosi in the House, of course. Nancy's always keeping shit together. I don't mean to be saying shit so much today. Keeping stuff together. Very quickly, they moved to this reconciliation process where you can do this procedure, if I shouldn't say procedure, but basically you can go ahead and get legislation passed with a 51 majority, right? So VP Harris has already done the tie-breaking vote. So a few things that they are planning to do with this, so $1.9 trillion, direct payments to families, a debate about raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, which would not happen immediately, obviously money for state and local governments, and of course, a whole host of things related to the pandemic that we find ourselves in. I didn't know whether Democrats would have it in them to so quickly basically say, what? Republicans are playing games. We'd love to do this with you. We'd love to hold hands, sing Kumbaya, reach out and touch somebody's hand. Okay, that's a little Diana Ross for people who are probably too young to know that. All of that stuff. Here we are 19, 20 days in. Ain't happening. We're moving forward. Moving forward. And we will own the $1.9 trillion price tag for this. And we would rather, politically, we were put in office to do something for the American people. The other thing that, again, I, I hope the American people understand I think experience is important. And I suspect that Joe, some of these same characters have been around, right? So Joe Biden was there in the Obama era, obviously, as his VP. Nancy Pelosi was there as the Speaker of the House. And so when President Obama was there, when you think about the stimulus bill that had to happen because of the Great Recession and how long the Obama administration tried to entertain and work with Republicans, ultimately, I think not getting any Republican votes. Same thing with the Affordable Care Act, taking lots of time to try to court Republicans to work with them. You could argue that bipartisan legislation that's good for the country and having buy-in from different senators and different folks from different sides of the aisle, that all of that is good in a republic. But they kind of strung him along with a lot of things. And a lot of those bills and things ended up probably being still doing good, but being weaker, watered down, if you will. So when we went through the Great Recession and the price tag, that economist said, hey, this bill really needs to be larger. Uh, the economy needs more money to get us out of this particular crisis. And that, of course, didn't happen because that price tag was brought down to try to appease Republicans who ended up not voting for anything anyway. So it's been refreshing to see Joe Biden 19, 20 days in basically say, come on, let's we, we got to keep the trains running. We got to keep the trains running on time. We got to move forward. 
So, apparently the plan is to get this stimulus package out by the end of February. Again, this reconciliation process, the House and the Senate have approved kind of uh, the same outline to get this passed through this particular Senate procedure, if you will, with only 50 senators plus VP Harris, which is another lesson for folks at home. Elections have consequences. Elections matter. If Republicans were in charge, they were in charge. (laughs) for quite some time, we would not be moving to getting checks in anyone's hands, food assistance, even talking about the minimum wage. None of this would be happening. So for those folks out there who are like, I don't like politics, or they're all the same, or that, no, that's not, this stuff matters. Who you vote for matters, and understanding this process matters. So yes, if Republicans had their way, and I think people should remember this, if Republicans had their way, it would be a significantly smaller bill in terms of helping people. And I put helping in quotes because I think they're just adverse to, as a party, and this is not Trumpism, this is conservative politics, this idea of money being in the hands of, God forbid, someone who makes less than, no, I don't know, $100,000 or two hundred. I mean, I don't know why. To me, it seems like it would be good politics to care about kind of the everyday average working person, but that's just not where they are. But keep in mind that if Republicans were still in charge, they would not be addressing this. The Republican senators, of course, are, the price tag's too big, and this is moving too fast. These are the same people who put a Supreme Court justice on the bench in this country, I think, in less than like like 30 days. So they are able to get things done when they want to get things done. This is a party that had the president was in the White House. They controlled the Senate. They chose not to do a real comprehensive bill. They did something in the spring, and then they kind of dug in their heels all through the summer um, and early fall. They had opportunities to address some of these issues. So don't forget that. Don't let them think that we, as uh, the American people, have forgotten that. I am proud. I am proud of Joe Biden for moving this along. One thing that's interesting about the reconciliation process is you do get to see I have to go through this amendment process, but it's not binding because it's not actually the bill. It's not fully written, if you will. But to kind of get this to uh, the voting place, I guess, through reconciliation, you have to go through this amendment process. And it was interesting to see some of the things that folks put out there, right, to kind of give you a sense, okay, well, where are they going to move? Or what are going to be some of the actual sticking points between getting this final bill written? And so you had a Republican senator from Indiana who wanted to see put out there to make sure that undocumented immigrants don't get any stimulus checks. And I think that amendment passed. When I say passed, in this process passed, right? But it's not written into law yet. 58, 42, something like that. So that means that there are obviously some Democrats who voted for that about the undocumented immigrants not getting a stimulus check, which undocumented immigrants contribute to the economy. They do pay taxes in other ways. And again, that can be debated whether or not I think that's silly. But obviously, some Democrats, at least in this amendment process, seem to agree with that. This issue of the $15 minimum wage, Joni Ernst from Iowa. Joni Ernst, I have a very, very bad hairdo Ernst. I shouldn't pick on Joni Ernst hairdo. Google it, people. It's really, it's just, she should be voted out for that hairdo. But they voted her back in too. They voted her back in too out there in Iowa. She didn't even know a price of corn. I'm telling you, she's from Iowa. That really happened during the debate. She didn't know the price of corn. <laughs> what was I going to say? Joni Ernst wanted to make sure that, I guess, this $15 minimum wage does not take place during the actual pandemic, which Bernie Sanders himself, apparently, who's in charge of the budget committee in the Senate now, I guess approved because that's not the plan with the $15 minimum wage. It would not happen tomorrow. I, I suspect it will be something that would be phased in. But 
just interesting things to see where people's heads are. And then, of course, when you get to the payment, the payment itself. So this issue of who should get a direct stimulus payment? Who's really in need? How do you best direct these funds to families? And so there was a vote, again, Susan Collins, Susan Collins, and Collins always there, flying my ointment. Joe Manchin from West Virginia, not wanting these stimulus checks to go to higher income taxpayers, right? And I have to actually be honest, I'm picking on Susan and Joe. To some degree, I can understand that. So the number here that people, it seems like they might be fighting about, and that some Democrats might actually side with Republicans on this, just kind of in ideology, is this issue of higher income taxpayers, right? So $50,000 below, doesn't seem like there's much debate there. I think getting up to $75,000 a year, which someone like Bernie Sanders thinks that should be the threshold for folks, that that is middle class, thinking about just New York City, $75,000 a year, that probably is reasonable. I don't know whether $75,000 a year, for instance, would be reasonable in a place like Kentucky in terms of what you consider to be middle class. But again, it'll be interesting to see how that falls. And then, of course, for couples, I think they're playing around with the threshold. I think someone like Bernie Sanders once said, I think it to be $150,000 a year for couples, $100,000 a year, I think is kind of what like the Susan Joe Manchin argument would be of where it should be for couples. So we'll see how that all plays out. But again, I think that moving in the right direction by just kind of getting this started and not wasting time with Republican nonsense. And again, remembering folks, if we did not have those two senators from Georgia, Georgia, Georgia not come through, and if Joe and Kamala had have lost, obviously, this wouldn't be happening. So we'll keep watching that. But yes, they're getting stuff done, getting boop done, getting stuff done. Also, in the realm of getting things done, and then I think I'm going to make a pact with myself to not talk about this woman ever again. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, the House of Representatives took action in removing her, stripping her from her committee assignments, which again, Republicans are outraged. It's an outrage that the Democrats would do this. It's important for everyone at home to know that Republican leadership was asked to do something to take action against their own member, not kicking her out of the House. But again, let's strip her from her committee assignment on education, considering that she's making light of students being in a mass shooting, since she believes in 9-11 conspiracy theories, since she believes that lasers, bring me the laser. Does anyone at home know? Remember Austin Powers? And Ashley did episode four with me, my friend Ashley, last week. We talked a little bit about Marjorie. I forgot to bring up about the lasers, the lasers, the Jewish lasers causing wildfires in California. So this woman thinks all sorts of nutty things. But it is important to note that Republicans were asked to take action on this for their own member, and they chose not to. And then in the spirit of getting stuff done, the House Democrats basically Yes, it is unusual. This is not something that often happens. But basically said, you know what? You're not going to do it. We're not going to kick her out of it, you know, Congress. Although there are people who think that that should definitely occur. We're going to, at a minimum, address, you know, <laughs> she can't sit on the education committee. She just can't. For those of you at home who didn't get to watch her quote unquote apology floor speech, I mean, you didn't really miss much other than a worldview that we all make mistakes. And that she knows that 9-11 happened, which is really interesting, I imagine, especially for New Yorkers, anyone who had a television set that day here in the United States and around the world. She does believe it happened. 
I guess she kind of left out the whole part. But I think that, like, the government did it itself. or You know, she left that part out. She obviously didn't bring up her laser-loving beliefs about California wildfires. And, and I love that she kept talking about this as if these were things, first of all, whether she'd left them five years ago, a year ago, three months ago, it's kind of problematic. But it was very, very funny to listen to her try to weasel her way out of this, where she's like, I wasn't a politician, I was a private citizen. It's like, no, 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 no. A lot of these posts, girl, they're old. Yeah, you had old posts, but you also had stuff from like 90 days ago. So if you're sorry or you've changed your opinion, changed your mind, that happened very quickly. That happened very, very quickly. It's kind of like a really good non-apology. But the Republicans rallied to her. Leadership, Kevin McCarthy, rallied to her. Liz Cheney, who maybe two weeks ago got credit for voting to impeach the president with this particular vote decided that did not vote to strip Marjorie Taylor Greene of any of her committees. So you look at this whole thing, and and it kind of goes back to the stimulus package thing as well, as just kind of like, what are Republicans thinking? What's happened to the Republican Party? And I think just all the stuff that's happening over the last couple of weeks, I think, should inform how Democrats move forward between now and the 2022 midterms, which is, this is not a serious political party. This is not a party that is interested in doing things, the right things for the American people. This is not a party that is interested at the moment in being decent, doing the right and decent thing. One more thing, and then I'm going to get off of Marjorie Taylor Greene. The Republicans are also the folks who have shown some bravery, and I put that I mean, I kind of rolling my eyes as I say that. Some bravery, some courage, some doing the right thing. The Liz Cheney's with the impeachment vote has now been censured by the Wyoming GOP. Ben Sass from the Nebraska Senator Sass, who, again, at least has spoken out and said, look, what happened on January the 6th was wrong, is an impeachable offense. You look at what's happened to someone like Mitt Romney, all of them, anyone who kind of speaks up or says anything about the cult. I don't know. The party wants to kind of push them out. It is a risk to their political careers in this particular version of the Republican Party. And so I just think if you're a Democrat and you have some sort of policy, some sort of goal you want to accomplish, you have to look at what you're working with. And so there should only probably be so much time taken to deal with people who, I don't know, are on something else currently. We'll just say that. That's the nice thing to say. They're on something else. Which brings me to... Also, getting stuff done, the impeachment trial. The impeachment trial is to start tomorrow, Tuesday. So this is interesting because a few weeks back, I did say, and I still believe, that I don't know what option the House had, right? Constitutionally, the president or anyone for that matter is doing something to not protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, which an insurrection incited by the President of the United States would kind of fall into that category. It was their constitutional duty, responsibility, I think, to act in terms of what they are allowed to do, which is to impeach the President and to bring about a charge. The House has done that. We already know the Senate has signaled the Republicans in the Senate, and again, the usual five at least voted and said, hey, like, yeah, we probably should have a trial about this. So Susan, Susan Collins, Lucer Murkowski, Mitt Romney, Ben Sass. I am forgetting the fifth person. Probably not that important, fifth person. Um, but there was at least five of them who went ahead and voted 
Like, we should have a trial. But the rest of the party kind of shut that down, including Turtle Mitch, who was pretending like he really wanted to do the right thing for, like, a day. But Turtle Mitch doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to do the right thing. He doesn't know how to do the right thing, generally speaking. But we know that they're not going to convict Donald Trump. There's just not 17... I think you need 17 Republicans to go along with this. And so I do think the Democrats don't need to spend a lot of time on this trial. We need to play the tape, roll the tape, get out the Twitter feed, roll it, get it done. Let's move along because there are a lot of things that the Democrats need to be working on. Going back to the $1.9 trillion stimulus package, for one, getting people on the judiciary, HR4 climate, immigration, the list is long. And the other thing too, if you're Joe Biden, you probably, yes, you're trying to bring down the temperature in the country. Having this trial be prolonged, again, you're not going to convince, it's not going to happen. So do your constitutional duty. It's very, very simple. What happened? You know, the other thing, I don't know, if I were at work and there were colleagues who attempted by their actions and things that they did that could have gotten me killed. And then we had to have like a trial at work about it at the HR department or something about, hey, do you want like so-and-so who sent people to kill you? Do you want him to be punished? Do you want to make sure that like he can't come back to work? How do you feel about that? I think I could summon the courage to, yeah, I'll take that vote. But look, that's not where the Republicans are right now. So again, have the vote. Let's get this over with. Look, there's a historical importance to this, that yes, Donald Trump, you were the only president of the United States to be impeached twice. And literally, it's so funny, violating the main thing you swear on, the president swears on the Bible on Inauguration Day, violated both the domestic and foreign. Protect the United States from all enemies, both (laughs) foreign and domestic. (laughs) The Ukraine situation with our elections, that would be foreign. And then of course, with an insurrection would be domestic. It is. It really is remarkable when you think there's been not 46 men, 45 men. Don't forget about Grover Cleveland, folks. Grover Cleveland. I shouldn't actually bring up Grover Cleveland. I shouldn't put this out there doing the 22nd and 24th president thing. So 45 men have held the office, but that Donald Trump takes it in terms of just badness to a whole other level. But yeah, look, even if he's not convicted, he will wear that label. There are not many impeached presidents. If we've had four impeachment trials in the country's history, Donald Trump had two. We'll have taken up two, two spots. But yeah, let's wrap that up. Let's get it done. Let's get it done because we have other things to move on to. But so far, so good, in my humble opinion, about what's been happening with the Biden administration. It's probably too early to talk about 2022, but it's like politics never ends. You always have to plan. It's going to be hard for Democrats to hold the House in 2022, just the way these things work. We've got the White House, both chambers of Congress, the odds are that they're going to lose a chamber, most likely the House, right? They lost seats in this election, which was not expected that their margin would tighten. And then in the Senate, the map is not horrible for Democrats in 2022, but a lot of the states that are going to be up are states that Donald Trump has won. The thinking would go, again, stranger things have happened, but the thinking would go that a lot of those seats that are up would favor Republicans. So they really need to keep moving forward in this way that hopefully shows the electorate that, hey, we heard you. We're serious about trying to make change. We're serious about trying to accomplish 
an average American citizen sort of agenda to keep people motivated to come out. I don't know how much time and energy should be taken into convincing Trumpists. Can I say Trumpists? Yeah, I'm going to say it. I guess that's what I'm going to say. Trumpsters? I don't know. I don't know what we call that particular segment of the electorate. I don't even mean that really disparagingly. I just mean like, (laughs) it just is what it is at this point. You want to kind of keep independence in your tent. But I I think that what we're learning from these elections, it's that which side is going to get their people to turn out. And I do think there are more people on the right side of history, if you will. But we clearly know that there's an active part of the American electorate that doesn't want to see some of this change. I don't know what they're thinking, but it's not this. And so President Biden, Democrats do need to keep in mind that like, look, we want to try to stop the electoral bleeding in 2022. We want our side to still come out. We want our side to still be motivated. People do need to be reasonable about their expectations and be aware of what's actually being done, what's happening. But like I said, 19, 20 days in, I think people should be pleased. And uh yeah, let's keep moving in this way, folks. Let's keep moving in this way. I hope everyone has a safe, healthy, and happy Monday. Wear a mask, wear a mask. Pandemic is not over. The crisis is not over. Get vaccinated when you have the opportunity to do so. I got vaccinated. I didn't mutate. I didn't grow a tail. Yeah, but let's keep moving forward. Stay safe, stay well, have a good week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll be back every Monday with new episodes. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe or follow me. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, Google, Alexa, wherever you prefer to find your podcasts. You can also follow my Instagram at Pop Into Politics. Until next time, sending good vibes and well wishes to you all. Thanks for listening.